You know, uh, I'm haunting here for for those trees up there, and uh, it's it's uh, it's a beautiful, it's a it's a precious, sacred thing. These old trees, because they show us the power of nature when we are being threatened. They show us the past and they show us our future. And that's something that I hope our Canadian government and business section will recognize that this is, has to do with Canada. It has to do with the ages. If we're lucky enough to have ages and these trees have lasted so long they deserve Canada's respect now for something a little different that was performer Neil Young speaking before he performed at the United for All Growth March and Rally in Victoria, British Columbia. He hadn't appeared publicly since 2019 when he sang at the Farm Aid in September of that year. Welcome to Climate Conversations. I am your host, Robert McLean. Climate Conversations is assembled here in Shepparton in Northern Victoria, Australia on the lands of the Yorta Yorta people. Yes, the stolen lands of the Yorta Yorta people, and I pay my respects to elders, past, present and emerging. Welcome. It's so good to have you on board. Let's have a listen now to Neil Young singing Heart of Gold. And I must admit something really strange happened as I listened to that song, as towards the end the crowd joined in and we're singing in unison. It's something like that that I think we're going to need. The world is going to have to be in unison if we'd have any chance of resolving the climate crisis. We're going to need like a world choir to seriously tackle the climate crisis. What's the chance of that happening? I don't think it's good. Let's listen to Neil Young.
Hearing the crowd sing along in unison with Neil Young reminds me that fellow Canadian Naomi Klein once said, to change everything, we're going to need everyone. Klein is an author, social activist and filmmaker, and she's written several books about the climate crisis. It was just today, and today is Tuesday, February 28, that Research Director with the Climate Council, Simon Bradshaw, was interviewed on Radio National. He talked about the toll of climate emergencies on Australians. He said, among other things, that Australians are being increasingly traumatised by climate events, according to a new report from his organisation. You can have a listen now to what was said this morning during the interview, and you'll find the link to the entire interview in the show notes. We begin with the host of the Breakfast Show on Radio National, Patricia Carvellis. The flooding in Lismore has left its mark on the community 12 months on. But amid the rise of climate emergencies across the country over the last few years, what toll is it taking on the nation's mental health? Well, according to a new report from the Climate Council, Australians are worried, very worried, about future extreme weather events. Dr Simon Bradshaw is the Climate Council's Research Director and joins us in the studio. Simon, welcome. Very good morning, PK. Good to be with you. Your report looks at the level of climate trauma in the country. Just define that for me. What is climate trauma? We ran a poll of nearly 2,000 Australians and we found that nearly 80% of Australians have experienced some form of extreme weather disaster over the last few years. And we asked them about the impact that it had. And almost 50% said that they'd experienced some kind of mental health challenges. This was symptoms of anxiety, of depression, symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder... Those numbers are quite staggering and it really does show just how big an impact climate change is having on our mental well-being and how fundamental action on climate change is going to be to protecting our mental well-being in the future. And just a few days ago, David Spears from the ABC's television programme Insiders interviewed Australia's Climate Change Minister, Chris Bowen. Here's a snippet of what he said and you'll find a link to the entire interview in the show notes. What we're trying to do here. What I'm trying to do as the Minister, what the government's doing, is reducing emissions from all our big emitters as a whole. New, old, existing, proposed, uh, industrial resources. Now, the Greens are focusing on one particular element, new resources. They can do that. That's okay. But I'm doing something a bit different here. This is the biggest chance the Parliament has had in more than a decade to actually get a sensible framework to reduce emissions from all our big emitters. As I said, anybody who emits more than 100,000 tonnes a year. Now, this is 205 million tonnes of emissions out of the system by 2030. That's roughly equivalent to two-thirds of the cars on Australia's roads. So that's a big deal, David. And that's why we're focused so importantly on getting this through. Now, inevitably, when you bring in a big reform like this, uh, a whole bunch of people will say it doesn't go far enough. A whole bunch of other people will say it goes far too far. The Coalition have written themselves out of the story and made themselves irrelevant. So we're now in discussions with the Greens. Some 20 years ago, the Australian engineer and entrepreneur Saul Griffith packed up his goods and went to America. And now it appears he's largely convinced the Americans that they need to electrify everything. Well, he's back in Australia now. And he's working tirelessly to convince Australians that they now need to electrify everything. 
And just this week, Saul was featured on the ABC television show Australian Story under the heading of The Transformer, Saul Griffith. Here is a snippet now and there will be a link to the entire episode in the show notes. Hello, I'm Lee Sales. Lovely to see you again. Sometimes when you watch the news, the scale of all the problems and issues in the world can just feel so draining and overwhelming, especially during the last few years. It can be easier to sometimes just switch off and binge watch some trash and eat an entire block of chocolate. Maybe that's just me. But I can tell you something great, which is that amazingly, some people feel the exact opposite. And thank God they do, because they're the ones who get off the couch and help motivate the rest of us. I bet tonight, after you finish watching Engineer Saul Griffith, you will feel very hopeful and positive. So you want a short? Not too short. I want to keep the beard, but have it not look crazy. And then just clean up the hair. You don't need to take much off. Just um, make, make me look acceptable to meet the president. Saul's brain is constantly moving, constantly thinking. You know, he wants to make the world a better place. Where are you from? From Australia. What about you? I'm from Mexico. Saul has this mad scientist aura, and the more you listen, the more you realize that it's not mad. It's him thinking on so many levels at the same time, which is a really incredible thing to watch. You look younger now. Saul's very much like a little kid in a lot of ways. There's a young guy in there somewhere. When you're with kids, they're always dreaming and imagining what is possible and what can be done, and they have little regard for obstacles or practical considerations. Saul's a disruptor. What he's trying to do is ensure that we're able to meet the challenges of our time. I feel like an underachiever compared to Saul Griffith. Thank you. He's a guy from Wollongong, literally shaping the world's approach to managing the energy transition. His work has been incredibly influential at a time when we were on the cusp of passing the biggest climate bill that any legislature has ever passed. I'm off to meet my colleagues and we are then going to go together to the White House where we're meeting with the president and other people involved in the climate bill. The success in the US will now be used as precedent to get that type of bill passed in Australia. Australia can actually lead the world in deploying on the ground a lot of the solutions for climate. Thank you. We need to hit a flywheel of ambition to getting more ambition if we're going to win this. Oh, even, even better. The Senate has now passed the most significant bill to fight the climate crisis ever. Now please don't forget, you'll find links to all those stories I've mentioned in the show notes. Yes, we've reached the end of this episode of Climate Conversations. Thanks so much for your company. I appreciate you being here. Until we talk again, please take care, stay safe, and please be kind. For everyone you meet is fighting a great battle. And please, if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it with your friends. In fact, I'd love you to share it with your friends because we need as many people as we possibly can to understand and care about the climate crisis. And remember, 
we all need to be singing in unison, all in unison like a choir, because to change everything, we are going to need everyone. Once again, take care, and we'll talk again.